Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu and the host of the show. And this is just one of my favorite things to do. I love being a part of this podcast. And today, I'm super excited about this. Now, more than ever, it's so important that we have the growth mindset and that we have grit and that we don't let this pandemic get in the way of our success. So I've asked George Morris to be with us today. George is the founder and CEO of Century 21 Everest Group. I believe they're the largest brokerage in Utah and they are also throughout California. I'll let George correct me here in a minute to give you the truth on this stuff. So uh, in addition to that, he holds all kinds of growth records. I mean, what he's done there is amazing. People that watch him as a leader. I've heard phenomenal things about people loving to be at his brokerage. Uh, I know that Spring and I, my wife and I actually went to Tony Robbins years ago with a group of Georges. So thanks to you, George, I actually got to experience Tony Robbins. You probably don't know that. Awesome. And now no, I've been, I didn't know that. Now I've been through the entire thing. Uh, every great. Every training that he has. Um, and then in addition to that, George has been co coached personally by Mike Ferry for, I think, forever. Uh, so Long time. Uh, so but it, last, last decade. Yeah. But, been so, involved, but was involved with his organization for a solid 25 years. Yeah. So that's super exciting. I want to learn more about that. But George, what else do you want to share with, with the audience about your background that I missed? Uh, you know, I've been doing this for 26 years, so I've, I've been in it at least a, a while to at least see some good times and some really, really bad times. And we've got some pretty tough times that we're dealing with and maybe even a few more of them ahead. And uh, I would love to say that we're the largest brokerage in Utah. I don't think maybe we're the largest. We are the largest Century 21 brokerage in the in the state, but uh, we certainly don't hold the record for, for all the sales. And there's some other great uh, leaders and, and brokerages in the state of Utah. But from the standpoint of Century 21, from a global perspective, we're, uh, this last year we were a top 10 company worldwide and we've held the mantle as having one of the number one offices in the uh, world for Century 21 right here in Salt Lake City for uh, many, many years, which has been uh, really just a, a testament to the agents and what they're doing and the success of our leadership and how we're going about the business. Okay, so you have been through downturns Sounds like in 01 and in 08, is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was okay. I was sitting I was standing there prospecting right when the buildings were being hit in 911. Yeah, and uh yeah, crazy. I was actually in New York the day before that happened. Um, wow. So, but I remember being in the market, uh I was in Boston somehow the day the markets crashed back in 01. So, um and I I was in the airport when I saw that, but Seeing those times, 01, 08, and now today, what's your take on this, George? What's the difference? What do people well, need I, to do? What, how does this compare? Yeah. yeah, I think that it compares way beyond that. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about what's going on right now is that it's not really a necessarily a real estate issue. A lot of people try to compare this a lot to 9-11, but 
really 9-11 was more about the airline industry. And certainly, yes, it put terror and fear upon the marketplace across the board, wondering about the uncertainties of that. But it was, again, not a real estate issue. 2008, 9, 10, maybe 11, a little bit of it was really a real estate issue and not necessarily uh, you know, an issue of other issues like you know, terrorism and things of that sort. So you look, at, you look at today's marketplace and you start looking around going, okay, what does this really relate to? And I think it's fair to say that almost nothing does. You know, just even just a day, I think ago, it was what, 47 million people are out of work. Goldman Sachs recently just said that things are going to be, you know, could hit as high as 24% in regards to the unemployment rates. And, and those, are, those are scary things. And those are difficult moments at every level. But the thing that I think that we have to make sure that we really recognize is that with all this adversity, with all of these challenges, is that it opens up an opportunity. And what I remember from my experiences of 08, 10, and 11 is that that was a time of growth as an organization, but also a lot of personal growth. I also know that back in 2001 and that year, that there was, again, a lot of growth. But what happens with that growth, and I think that, that every business owner, team leader, agent needs to understand, is that as they, as they move through these, these moments, is that, that this is a moment of creativity. It's, it's a moment of of uh, you know ingenuity. It's a moment where we really get to take a step back and ask ourselves, okay, wait a second, is what I've been doing really working? And you know, why is there even in the good markets has there been struggle with what I'm doing? And so I love the fact that although there is certainly the the, the scary parts of the pandemic, yep. there's also the good parts. And I've asked this question. What is the virus really trying to teach you? What is the virus really offering you? You know, let's assume obviously it's hopefully for none of us, it's that we've gotten sick. But even if we have the hopeful, right, the hope is, is that we would recover. So again, what is it teaching you? I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned right now. I love it. Um, your mindset, obviously, uh, the way you look at things is a big part of why you are where you are today. And I, I love and really want you to share that. I've been watching some of your social posts and I'm like, I really want our audience to hear some of the stuff that George is talking about. So I wanna get into what people could be doing on a daily basis today. But before that, you know, and that's business, but before that, I think it's even more important to get into what can we do to be doing on a daily basis for our mindset and just to be in the right state and to be ready to, to take on that growth and to take our business and our personal lives to the next level. Right. Absolutely. Well, Brian, I, one of the things I've, I've, I've said is that if you can master your story that you're telling yourself, you begin to master your life. And I think one of the most important things that each one of us can really take a, a step back and, and really reflect upon is what is the story that we're really telling ourselves right now? See, I'm watching people who are putting deals under contract. There are business owners that are taking action. They really are doing the things that are necessary to win in today's market. And most of it starts off with the story that we're telling ourselves. And, and sometimes we have stories that are absolutely inspirational. They inspire us into action. They make us and, 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 and drive us to do great things. And then there's stories that you know, make us run away in fear. There's stories that tell us that there's a pandemic and my gosh, I better board myself up. Everything else is shutting up and I better be shutting up. And the problem is, is that this idea of social distancing, 
somehow has gotten contrived into, well, that equals all day Netflix. That means it equals all day, you know, video prime, uh, you know, on, on Amazon prime. It, <laughs> it means I don't have to do, I don't have to work today. And, and the challenge is, is that if we take that on and we tell ourselves that story, well, then the problem is, is that we really never win at the level that we're capable of. Because I, I had a, a conversation two weeks ago, I believe it might even been today, two weeks ago, but it was pretty close to that. And two weeks ago, I had an individual who's a sports psychologist. He was sitting there with my boy, who's 17 year old, years old, working on his baseball game. And this was the question, this guy, he works with, with athletes all across the world. Olympians, Major League Baseball players, hockey, four players on the uh, the, the Rangers NHL team, NHL team, and he said, "This is the question I'm asking every pro athlete: Are you going to come out of this stronger or weaker?" And I think that's reflective of our business, right? Are we going to be weaker? Are we going to execute on our strategy? Are we going to execute on a new strategy? Are we going to do the things because we've told ourselves a better story? Yeah, that's great. So there's two things I could took, just took from that, George. One is, what are we telling ourselves? And the other is, what are we asking ourselves, right? What are the questions you're asking yourself? Because he's going around asking these athletes, are you going to be stronger or are you going to be weaker? And in the case of business, are you going to be stronger and capture additional market share? Or are you even going to still be around, right? And right. So, no, you're spot on, man. It, it's, it's your choice. I was driving into my office about two weeks ago, about that same time. And uh, just I just had the radio on while just in the background. And I, I heard them talking. And he said, uh, now that you guys have all this free time, what Netflix are you watching? You know, and he's listing like <laughs> exactly. the, he's, he's talking about the five series that he's already binge watched, you know, yeah, <laughs> over the yeah. past five that's, days. That's my like, point. I don't know what world you're in, but that's not the world I'm in, right? I'm busier than I've ever been. Right. I, I'm, I, man, I'll tell you, you, you know this, man, firsthand, because you're doing a ton of Zoom conference calls takes more energy than just sitting in front of the person. Uh, it, it, I mean, it takes your whole focus, every part of your energy. You got to be, you know, hopefully looking into the screen. You're not looking all over the place, looking at every distraction that's around you. So you're, you're saying something really important, Brian, and I could not agree with you more. And that is, is that you basically said, look, what do you choose to focus on? And, and I am, or what questions are you gonna ask? Cause even if I go further back to what you said, my, my observation is that questions are what get us to focus on the right stuff. And if I'm a team leader, if I'm a business owner, and even if I'm an agent working with a particular client, this is what great leaders do. They ask great questions to get, this is the key here, to get people to focus on the right stuff. And the problem right now is, is that most people are not focusing on the right things. They're focusing on the fear. They're focusing on the anger. They're focusing on catastrophe and all the things that are being sensationalized in the news media. And the problem is, is if we don't get serious about asking ourselves better questions, then we're going to get sucked into letting everybody else put us, everyone else to, to get us to focus on what they want us to focus on. Look, the media wants us to focus on all the fear because like dopamine, we come back on to CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and we get right back engaged into the news media because we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because the media gets us to focus. So I have a rule. I don't look at the media, period. And if there's anything right now that's important enough, someone else is telling me about it. 
Now, some people say, well, that seems like, man, how can you lead at that level? And so many people are following you. I'm like, because I know that anything worthwhile will be told to me. I don't need to be knowing how many people are passing away. I don't need to know how many more times I need to you know, wash my hands. I don't need to know more about social distancing. I don't need to know how many you know, counts of people are contracting it worldwide and globally. What I've got to focus on is what can I control? And the way I control my focus is I've got to ask myself better questions. And if I get better questions, I get better focus. Okay. So today, I think a big part of it is, I know I had a really, really good morning routine before I came into this pandemic and every day in the gym. And I've got to admit, it's been a lot harder. I do get out on my mountain bike every evening. If the weather permits, it's snowing up here in Northern Utah right now. So, um, but what, what can we do, George, to make sure that we get our days off right to the right start? Right. Oh, man. For me, you, that's you, a critical thing. You, you could not be more right. And I, 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 my, my observation is this, and I'm just talking from my own experiences and my observations of other people. And that is, is that the results of our lives, the, the good and the bad, are set up by the structures that we put up in our life. So the question that if I, you know, for any listener, I would be asking, what is your structure? Because if you're clear on what your destinations are, your structure is paramount to getting what you want. And so we've, we've got to get really, really serious about, all right, what's our structure regarding our health, but our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health? What is our structure in regards to our relationships? I mean, pretty tough to have when I have five kids around me and a son-in-law where it's like, okay, now where's the date night, right? Yeah. Well, wait a second. We used to go to the movie. We used to go to the dinner. We used to go hit the nice restaurant. We used to you know, well, though, okay, now what's the new structure to make sure I keep my intimacy and my connection with even my spouse or my intimate partner? So, so then you take the, the third component, right? There's the relationships, there's the health. But then the third component is making sure that you get real serious about the economics. Some of us, what we think was working in the past isn't working today. But here's the beauty about ingenuity. What's working right now is a lot of it's going to continue. I mean, when did I ever think that an 80-year-old father of mine would know how to use zoom this is awesome <laughs> he's 83 years old he knows how to use zoom yeah. so here's the thing is a lot of our world is going to change in the future because of the positives that are going on but again it goes back to what is the structure that you need to put in place and so look from a morning standpoint yeah get enough sleep get enough hydration right get enough exercise however you do that but get outside and exercise make sure that you're meditating Gosh, there is so much science behind the idea that if just 19 minutes of meditation occurs daily, the difference that it can make in your mental, emotional well-being is off the chart. Undeniable as we rewire our brain and speak and come from a place of gratitude where fear cannot exist. So the key right now is if we come from a place of gratitude and we put a better structure of gratitude around us, we eliminate the fear because fear and gratitude cannot coexist together. That is, that is one of the beautiful things of life, that if we go to a state of gratitude, fear eradicates itself from our lives. Yes. Uh, amazing. What you just said, George, if that's all anybody takes from this, their life has been changed. And it's, I love and, it. And Brian, you, and Brian, you know this. It, I mean, we all know this. I mean, gosh, you've been so successful. You've had so many 
you know, great rides of creating, you know, from different software. And as we were talking about the franchise business, I mean, you know, it, it, it can be tough at times and it gets real easy to get into the negative and into the dark, into the heaviness of life. So my observation is, is crises will always be there. Although we're in a big one right now, there's always going to be crisis. So if there's always going to be crisis, then the question is, is how am I going to show up in that crisis matters? Because if there's so much of it, well, man, I've then got to show up in a beautiful state like a Tony Robbins, as you mentioned earlier, we'll talk about. I always say stay in the light, right? Stay in the light, the bright. We know what that means. We can feel the vibrations of other humans, whether it be on Zoom, whether it be in person, whether it be as you walk into a room, you feel the energy of a room, whether it's heavy, dark, people are sad in the room, whether they're angry in the room, you feel that. I have a deep belief that you have a gift of humanity, a gift from our creator that you get to feel. Well, if you get to feel, then you better make sure the vibrations of what you're feeling are in the light and in the bright and in a beautiful state. Because if not, it's really difficult today to lead in a powerful and compelling way if you choose to go to the heaviness and the darkness of the day. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. For me, it's about the journey. I mean, every single day, be in that moment, enjoy the experience. And sure, we're having challenges right now. Everybody's having challenges. But like you said, it, it's a growth opportunity. Personally, business-wise, it's a learning opportunity. Uh, so, so anyway, I just, uh, I like to, I like to ask people the question, have you, you know, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life? And they think about it. And then did you get through it? Right. Because if you got yeah. through that, you can get through anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, people say you've gotten through all the bad days before, so you can get through this one too. Yeah. Right. You, you, you've proven you can get through it. And you're hitting such a key point, Brian, that look, we know the 80, 20 rule, 80% of the business will be sold by 20% of the agent count or 20% of the companies. I mean, it's just the facts. Yeah. The 20% that will be producing 80% of the results. So the problem right now is that although there might be 80% of the companies, the teams, the agents that are not producing highly or effectively, or, you know, in grand scale, it's really easy to look at the people who are failing. The key here is to focus on the 20% that are winning. And I love the fact of what you're saying, man, you have, every one of us has evidence in our lives where we can prove to ourselves that we have conquered, we have overcome incredibly difficult things. So if, if you've competed and conquered and overcome difficult moments before, there's no doubt that you can overcome these moments, even as difficult as they may get, you can conquer them because you've proven that you can overcome difficulty, crisis, you can achieve in most, the most brutal of circumstances, you can still win the game of life, win the game of real estate, win the game of running your company, your team, or selling homes to the public, you can win the game. Great, so let's move to business. Uh, and okay. such great advice, George, thank you. As a business owner, what can, or a team leader, or even an agent, what, yeah, well, what are things we can be doing to really make a difference in this market? Yeah, I, well, for, first and foremost, one, we have to come from a place of contribution. And, you know, the, the tonality that we use in today's world right now with the pandemic and the sensitivity 
and the fragileness, right? I mean, even as strong as we were just talking about that we each are, that we can overcome, we can do this. Yeah. That's awesome. But there's Not also the a, public. <laughs> right. I know it's kind of crazy because we have to make sure that people are, we have to recognize there's, there's a real fragile state right now. Yeah. And so the tonality of what we're putting out on social media, the tonality of our, you know, our ad campaigns, I mean, are they relevant for the time? I mean, that's a really important one. I was looking at one of an agent just yesterday and it was about April fools. And I was like, Oh gosh, I yeah. could feel my heart kind of just pains for the guy going, why did you put that out there? And it's because he hasn't gone back out to look at even his campaigns to mm -hmm. see whether they're relevant for the moment. So, so we've got to get really conscious of our tone out there to the marketplace or our messaging out to the marketplace. The other thing I would do is that if there's ever been a time to take a step back and say, man, how am I, how's my spend occurring? Am, am I really being fiscally responsible? Do I really need everything that I'm saying I'm saying I need? Have I taken, like, am I still in a place of denial or am I going to take a step back and go, hold on a second here. Maybe I don't need to spend this. I mean, I, I give an example of simple things. I canceled all my car wash passes. You say, why'd you do that? Because I've got two teenage boys that aren't in school. They're washing my car now. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. To, like, even though, you know, look, I, I, every dollar counts because what it does is it helps us mentally to be able then to go out and contribute and to make the calls and to talk to the people. So, so one, look at your finances. Number two, look at the messaging you're putting out in the marketplace. And then number three, you got to make sure you're making the calls. Guys, people are desperate to hear from us. They are in such commotion of, of fear and anxiety. And they're the ones looking at the media and wondering about the doom, the gloom, and the darkness that's coming. Guys, we have to be that pillar, that light, that, that leader that shows up and says, hey, it's going to be okay. But our real messaging, in my opinion right now, needs to be just these simple words. How can I help you? Are you doing okay? How can I help you? How can I contribute to your life? What can I do to help? And what's always interesting is the conversations always turn back to real estate. After they know you sincerely want to help them, if we're talking about individual client to the public interaction, they always turn back to, well, how's real estate doing? You don't even need to bring it up they're going to bring it up for you. Yeah. So is now a better time to be reaching out to your SOI with that being the message? Oh, gosh. I mean, is there ever, I mean, the answer is, uh, you know, a uh, hundred plus yeses. I, it, it, there's never been a better time. And, and I was talking to one of our, our top agents just today and I was uh, visiting with him and he said, you know, I realized is that, and this is a guy who already this year personally has sold 50 homes. Okay, this is so here this we are three the, months the, into the year and he's three months per personally sold wow. 50 homes. This guy's a machine. Okay, so so I, I say that that I asked him, I said, tell me about your conversations with your sphere. And he said, you know, what's interesting. He said, I have doubled and tripled my contact count. But what has been also interesting is I'm now talking about their family, how many kids they have, how's their job. He goes, I know who they are at such deeper levels that I know I am just priming the pump. If they don't want to do something now, there's no way they won't do something with me in the years to come. So part of this is that if you can just wrap your brain around, what am I doing to prime the pump for the future business? And then there will still be deals that will fall in. Here's the deal. The business is working as long as the agent, the broker owner, the team leader 
is showing by example that they're working. Deals are happening. Yeah. Vacant homes, divorce, estate sales, people downsizing, people losing their jobs. These all cause real estate sales. So if we're working, we're going to get in the way of some of those. If we're not, we're never going to hear about them. Yep. Real estate is still selling. I'm seeing it yeah. all the time. It's just selling differently, right? The way you show a home, the way you market a home, it's different. Yep. So I'm spot on, Brian. Spot on. So I was I had a webinar yesterday with an, uh, one of our customers who runs a really really efficient ISA team, and they normally have with three ISA uh, agents they typically do thirty appointments a week. Okay. Yesterday morning they were already at fifteen each this week, averaging 15 each. So, exactly. So more than ever. And so when I dug deeper into that, I learned, he said that they actually have a 38% answer rate right now on their outbound calls. So they have actually turned off their dialer because they didn't want their dialer hanging up on people. Right. And they are just calling direct because almost one out of two people they're dialing are answering. Uh, is that that's the craziest part? People are answering. They think they're answering one eight hundred numbers. They're answering unknown numbers. I mean, this is an amazing time to make contacts. I, it was the same conversation I had today with our with my buddy who's a great agent. I mean, that's the conversation. Yeah. He's like, everybody's answering. Yeah. So, so again, for those of you listening, now is not a time to sit back. It's a time no. to move forward. Take so, a massive action. So George, uh, anyone listening knows just from this short interview, just how much they can learn from you. Uh, I would like oh, to personally okay, learn a little bit more about your experience, direct experience with Mike, uh, with Mike Ferry and just sure. having him as a, as a mentor and coach uh, for a decade of your life. What, what are some things that you really picked up from him that hopefully some of us can pick up from you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what, what I picked up was early on, 25 years ago, uh, or a little over that, 25 years ago, I got the chance to hear Mike speak. And look, Mike has been one of the most important individuals in my life, and I'm forever grateful for who he is, from uh, the place he plays as a, has played, and still, I would even say today, places as a mentor, uh, as a father figure, and someone who's made a profound impact in my life. And I would tell you that he's taught me a number of things. And the first one would be this. And that is, is that, boy, it's a lot easier to get to the top of the mountain when you have a coach. And there's no question. You know, he, he's one of the guys who really pioneered the idea of coaching in real estate. Yeah. And, and he, he, he paved pathways for many different organizations over these last few decades that have come out and about and said, man, I think I can do something similar. And although I know that's tough from standpoint, maybe him from a marketplace, the reality is it's all a showing of his legacy, that the fact that coaching works and it is a key component to the success of a human being. And whether, and, and really what the coaching I always say is about from what I've learned over these years personally is coaching is about changing the story that you're telling yourself. Because if you start telling yourself a better story and your coach can help you do that, then all of a sudden you're more accountable you're more disciplined, you're more engaged in your skill sets and your communication abilities, you elevate your mindset, your belief systems, you participate at a higher level, you follow a schedule. These are all the byproducts of shaping a better story through coaching. 
So for me, one of the, I guess I'd say the number one thing that I am so forever grateful for with Mike is that he taught me how to really understand that in coaching is a critical component. And I just want to give a second thing. And I've said this publicly for years about Mike is that no one has ever taught me more about how to deal with money and finance than him. He really opened my eyes as I swung my first golf club swinging there at St. Andrews with him and seeing, you know, both of us teeing off the first tee together and swinging the club. And never in my wildest dreams, I think that I would be at St. Andrews. And I have to tell you that he really expanded the way that I thought and made me really believe in myself and who I am. And, and I will forever say this, I deeply believe that uh, he may say something different, but for me, as I'm part of his legacy, because I forever am grateful for him. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, I personally think that anybody that is in coaching, it all stems back, anyone in the real estate industry that's in coaching, it all stems back to Mike. And, it does, um, whether it's his own son, whether it's Buffini, it, it doesn't yeah. matter who you mention. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is the grandfather of it. Yeah. And, and, and I am forever grateful for that. And because of that, all of the most successful people in this industry have gotten there through coaching. Yeah. I, don't talk, it, I don't talk to anybody that's ultra, ultra successful in this business that doesn't have a coach, right? right. Um, I, I know that my wife spends probably, I, I know last year she spent over $100,000 on self-improvement. Right. right, exactly, man. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine Kobe Bryant, who obviously the late Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace, but can you imagine him without Phil Jackson? Can you imagine Shaquille without Phil Jackson? Can you, can you imagine uh, Michael Jordan without Phil Jackson? I mean, here's the thing that's interesting is that Phil Jackson was never a better basketball player than any of the three of the guys I just mentioned. Yep. But he was an extraordinary coach to bring the best out of another individual. And he knew how to shift the mindset. Yes, he did. And right. that's it. They started those, those young men because that's what they were when he was under their tut his tutelage. He yeah. taught them and helped them teach themselves and speak a better story of what they believed and believed was possible. Yeah. Okay, George. So uh, you just rolled out Everest Cell System, I think, at the beginning of this year? I did. Uh, well, you know, about October of last year. October, we started, okay. But, we, but we, I have to tell you, we, started, we did a very slow start. At the beginning of this year, we had a couple of different seminars. And we've just really taken what, frankly, I've said this, we, it's, the, it's the quest for truth. The truth. And, and I don't care whether the truth came from the guy on the corner or whether it came from one of the greatest minds of our time or from the minds of the past, we're going to teach truth. And so the quest has been really about this idea of truth and teaching it, speaking it and elevating mindset, skill sets and personal disciplines. And, and we, we have, you know, oh gosh, I think I mentioned to you, we've only been in the, doing this for just a short time, but I think we have 40 or 50 coaching clients at this point. And it has been so fun that in the way the market is going, there's never been a more important time to be coached. So look, here's my statement to anybody. If you're not going to be coached by my organization, Everest Sales Systems, or myself personally, you got to get coached by someone. You got to make sure that if you're committed to your business, you're going to be coached. And of course, we would love to do that on your behalf. But if it's not us, make sure someone else is. Okay, so now this time, it's more important. We've seen it at CISU. It's People are still coming in here and getting... Sisu. The reason being, it's right. more important than ever that they know their numbers, right? I think right. it's Be very accountable. Similar with know coaching. where they're going, know where, they, know where they've been, and know where they're now going to go. 
Yep. And, and be able to make those important business decisions. I think it's the same thing with a coach. I'm guessing you guys are still selling coaching. Tell me what's happening there. Are people signing up for that today? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Just even this week, we're averaging anywhere between one to two people signing up every day. And, you know, we've really gone full court press on this because of the need in the marketplace. So we have three factors. We have a, a, what we call our base camp where we meet on a webinar every single week where I'm personally doing that. And we have a, what's called our ascent where we're on a one-on-one -on -one basis every other week. And then we have our peak, which is we meet every week and we just make sure we, it's the insurance policy for the dreams and the goals of our agents and for the people that we have the privilege of being able to coach. Okay, cool. So everyone now's the time if you guys i mean you guys have you guys have heard from george today you know what you're going to going to get from him so uh george is there anything else you want to share uh regarding your new coaching organization yeah you know we, you asked me early on where's the focus points well it's it's really three focuses in the last decade i believe i've built one of the largest teams right i've got nearly 1100 agents we're in two different states uh you know 100 plus employees I mean, we've really, really dialed in the team process of how to sell real estate, but how to build a team and to not turn and burn your people through that. So whether you're an individual agent and you're really wanting to have high level success for a great fit, whether you're a team leader, but where people have gotten so excited is the fact of they're always wanting to know, how did you build this, you know, hundred million dollar organization in less than a decade? And you did it under some of the most difficult of circumstances over the last 10 years. And one of the things we have been having the most fun doing is helping other brokers and owners to be able to develop the right strategy for long-term success. And look, there's going to be highs and lows in this business. And, I'm, and I am for certain that if you have a platform for recruiting, you have a platform for coaching, you have a platform for training in the sales side, the technology side, and the compliance side, you can win this game. So don't underestimate the magnitude of help I believe that a coach can give you. And we would love to be the people to help you do that. Okay, great. Um, just wrapping up, George, uh, is there anything else, anything that you want to share yeah. with people uh, that you feel is important today? I, I would say this, look, every single one of us has habits, rituals, and disciplines, habits, rituals, and disciplines, patterns that come into our lives. Guys, this is the time to either create new ones, better ones, or to break old ones. And whether you're the business owner, the team leader, or the agent, we have got to make sure we recognize that those patterns, those habits, those rituals are the very things that bring about either a great life or not a great life, right? Our health, it's easy to watch the patterns of our health. The patterns of our health, we know whether they're good or not. We know that. This business right now has patterns, rituals, and disciplines, and we've got to make sure they're dialed in. And so as you move through your life, I would just challenge you to have the pattern of gratitude weaving and dripping through your whole soul, your body, your mind, your heart, because without it, it is so easy to step into the face of fear. And we don't want to stay there. The only antidote I have figured is this, this one, that it is the source of all strength, and that is the gratitude within you because fear cannot exist with it and all the filters go away and all the possibilities rise when we, when we move from a place of gratitude. So with that, I would love it if, if you ever had the opportunity, I, I give you my, my email here and my phone number, it's 801-712-2626.
that's a direct line to me. Uh, happy to have you reach out, 801-712-2626. Or my email is george at everestgp.com. George at everestgp.com. Okay, George. Well, um, I have some I have some questions that we usually ask all of our guests, but I'm just going to skip okay. over those. I think that's the perfect wrap up to this. Thank you so much for joining today. Um, we'll get this out. Uh, we usually push these out every Tuesday, but we want to get this out to the to the market as quickly as possible. So uh, I'll let you know on that. And thanks for joining. Hey, Brian. Thank you, and thank you for being the leader that you are. And and good luck to you. And uh, thank you for the time. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.